Hey everybody, welcome to Here's the Deal. It is Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022, and I'm glad that you're um, you're joining me today, uh, especially those of you that are listening on the podcast, and if you're listening on the broadcast on the Facebook uh, Live, or you're watching this on Facebook, I'm glad, but man, go uh, and pick up the, the, the podcast. Okay. That that's, that's where the action is, at least in my opinion, and make sure that when you're done listening to this on the podcast, give it a rating and leave a comment. It, it's important. Even if you don't like the broadcast or you don't like the podcast, leave a, leave a negative comment. It helps, uh, get it out there. The, the more comments there are, um, and if you're watching this on Facebook, then make sure you hit share and send it out to somebody else. And if they watch it, great. If they if they don't watch it, that's 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 okay too. But um, so last week I talked about um, alcohol. What does the Bible have to say about alcohol? And uh, without a doubt, it stirred up a lot of things. I had a lot of people see me around town, at church, wherever it might have been. They private messaged me, called me on the phone, and um, and everybody was respectful. But there were a lot of people out there that totally disagreed with what I shared. And when I asked them to share their thoughts on, you know, what the Bible says... They had a hard time doing that. They, they, it was more feelings that they had, or this is just what they think. And nothing wrong with our thoughts, I guess, or our feelings, but you always want to base your thoughts, your feelings, your opinions, if you're a Christian, on what does the Scripture say. That's what's most important, is what the Scriptures say. I realize we all have thoughts and opinions and things, and sometimes the Scriptures maybe don't weigh in on a topic. But obviously, in my opinion, they do, especially as it relates to alcohol and whether we as believers can drink. But here's what I loved about it. I loved all the comments. I loved people sharing with me their thoughts, and it was a chance for me to listen. And then it was a chance for me to say, look, get back to me after you have a biblical argument, Not, not a feeling or something based upon your past and what happened to you as a child or whatever. Those are all important things, and I'm not discounting those. And it's okay to have, um, you know, live your life according to, you know, whatever. But you never want to impose something that's just not biblical upon somebody else. Okay, so I appreciated all the comments. That was the, that was my point. So this week I was going to do something totally different. But yesterday, or actually, it was uh, it was Monday. I had a good friend of mine. She's at college right now. She's a, a, a daughter of a great friend of mine. Um, asked me a question. Actually, she sent me a video, and she uh, calls me Uncle Rick, and she asked me a question about you know will you know will people be married in heaven? And there were some other questions that went along with that. And, and I thought, you know what? That's a great question. Many of you have asked that over uh, this past, I don't know, year and a half since I've been doing this. And so I thought I, I would answer that question. You know, will, will we be married in heaven? Will people be married in heaven? Will, will we date 
in heaven. Uh, will we have children in heaven? And those are all legitimate questions. And uh, fortunately, once again, the Bible gives us, uh, I think, some insight into that. And so here's what I want to do. I want to begin by uh, reading to you what God said in Genesis chapter 2. He said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. And so here we have God after he, you know, creates everything and says it's good, it's good. Day one, it's good. Day two, it's good. Everything's good, good, good. And then finally you get to Genesis 2 and verse 18 and there's something that's not good. And that is that man would be alone, right? And so basically God uh, created marriage, if you will, for three purposes. Number one, to fix the problem of, of loneliness, one of the things that marriage does is it gives you a great companion, companionship. It's not the only way to combat uh, loneliness. Obviously, God makes some people uh, single. They're single their whole life. And uh, there are ways to overcome being lonely without being married, right? And I think one of the great ways is when you're involved in a church and you're involved in a small group within a church, whether those people are married or not. And that's one of the ways that you can combat loneliness. But God created marriage to solve the problem of loneliness. It wasn't good for man to be alone. Number two, uh, man needed help. It's obvious here. I'm a, I will make him a helper fit for him. There's no doubt about it that man needed a helpmate. And so God created woman, right? And number three, procreation. I mean, how else was the, the planet going to be inhabited? And, and not that every married couple has to procreate, have children, but the overwhelming majority of uh, you know, married couples do. And so when Adam and Eve were together, it solved the problem of loneliness. Adam now has this incredible helpmate, and now the planet could be um, inhabited with, with you know, other human beings. So the question becomes, okay, so we get married. God created marriage, right? Um, so what about when we die and we go to heaven? Well, Jesus was asked this question, believe it or not, in Matthew chapter 22 and verse 23, it says this, okay, I'm going to read it to you. Jesus was approached by some Sadducees, religious leaders who say there is no resurrection from the dead. So they don't believe that people are resurrected and go to heaven, right? And so what they did was they posed a question to Jesus to try to prove their point that there can't be, you know, we, don't, we aren't resurrected. And this is the question. Here it is. Teacher, Moses said, if a man dies without children, his brother should marry the widow and have a child who will carry on his brother's name. That was, that was the law in the Old Testament. Well, suppose there were seven brothers. The oldest one married and then died without children, so his brother married the widow. But the second brother also died, and the third brother married her. This continued with all seven of them. Last of all, then the woman dies. 
So tell us, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? For all seven were married to her. So you can see this is a really dumb question. And these, this group of religious leaders, they don't believe we're going to be resurrected. And so he says, they say to Jesus, okay, tell us. If there is this resurrection thing that you're talking about, who, who's married to this woman when she gets to heaven? She's been married seven times. And here's Jesus' Jesus's reply. He says, your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures. <laughs> and by the way, that tends to be the mistake that we make today, is that we don't know the scriptures. And part of the reason why we do this program is I want you to know the scriptures. I'm okay with you having an opinion. I'm okay with you thinking or feeling any way you want. But the important thing is, what do the scriptures say? And so Jesus says to this group of religious people, you don't know the scriptures and you don't know the power of God for when the dead rise. And so Jesus is telling this group of people who don't believe in the resurrection, when the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. In this respect, they will be like the angels in heaven. And so Jesus very clearly you can't miss what he's saying. He looks at this group of religious leaders and says, okay, the scenario you gave where this woman had been married seven times to seven different brothers, when she gets to heaven, when the brothers were to get to heaven, there is no marriage in heaven. And I can relate to the story. You see, uh, a long, long time ago, I was once married and my first wife died in a car accident. And I know she's in heaven. She was a beautiful Christian woman. She's in heaven. She's in glory right now. But then the Lord blessed me, and I married Aaron, my wife, today. And so let's just say, God forbid, that you know Aaron were to die tomorrow, and then at some moment I die. This is the question that the, the Sadducees are posing. Okay, Rick, when you get to heaven, who are you married to? Are you married to your first wife, or are you married to your second wife? And Jesus answers the question. And he says, no, there's no such thing as married when you get to heaven. And so let me give you the key thought, okay? And then I'm going to make a couple of last-minute statements here. Marriage is a, a, a relationship, okay, between a man and a woman to be enjoyed in this life, but it won't be a concept in heaven or in the next life, okay? So just here, here's the bottom line. I'm answering the, 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 the question. Marriage is a relationship between a man and a woman to be enjoyed in this life, right? But it won't be a concept in heaven or the next life. Now, with that said, let me, let me give you three important thoughts as I kind of wrap this up. Number one, when you get to heaven, you won't be lonely, Okay? Heaven is not going to be like, like this planet. You won't be lonely. I guarantee it. Because you're going to be with all the believers throughout all of the centuries. And you'll be in the very presence of Jesus himself. And so the issue of loneliness isn't going to apply when we get to heaven like it does here. So number one, I want you to, I want you to understand when you get to heaven, you're not going to be lonely. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. You're going to have all your brothers and sisters in the Lord throughout all of the centuries, right? Number two, there won't be any sex in heaven. That, that, that's a desire that you have now, this side of glory. It's a God-given desire. But in heaven, uh, you just won't have sex, okay? That, 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 that's important. Why? 
because really, number three, there won't be any babies born in heaven. One of the reasons why you have marriage today is procreation. Well, in heaven, the, the number of redeemed has already been established. And so the only people who go to heaven are those who have, are redeemed here on planet earth. And so imagine if you did have sex or you had marriage and now there are babies born, well, they weren't a part of the, the, the church. They weren't a part of the called out ones down here. They weren't a part of the bride of Christ. And so when you look at this passage, passage here in Matthew 22, I, I think there are a couple of things that we can extrapolate from it. Number one is that when you get to heaven, you're not going to be lonely. You just won't be. You're going to be around your brothers and sisters in, in, in the Lord. Num number two, there's not going to be any sex in heaven. That's just simply a desire you have here that is fulfilled, you know, when you make a covenant with your wife or, or husband or whoever it won't whoever that might be. And number three, um, there just won't be any babies born in heaven because um, uh, there just won't be any need to populate uh, heaven. Now, with this said, with all this said, I do believe that uh, I will know my first wife when I get to heaven. I'll know Aaron when I get to heaven. Uh, I will have relationship when we get to heaven, we'll know each other when we get to heaven. There are many passages that clearly lay that out. And maybe I'll talk about that at another time. And so to the Sadducees question, well, who's she going to be married to? Well, she's not going to be married to any of those seven brothers. I'm not going to be married to either of my wives, but I will be in relationship with them. They're my sister in the Lord, which is which is the way more weightier uh, relationship. And obviously, I'm going to know other family members who knew Jesus when I get there. I'm going to know friends who knew Jesus when we get there. Just like you, you'll you'll maybe your wife or your husband has died and passed away. There's going to be a moment when you get to heaven, you won't be married to them. But I believe without a shadow of a doubt, you're going to recognize them and you're going to have uh, uh, relationships, you know, with those people. Now, the best thing about heaven isn't seeing, you know, your ex, you know, your the husband who died before you or your wife who died before you or a child or whatever who died maybe before you or whatever. That's a benefit. The greatest thing is you'll see Jesus. You'll be in the very presence of, of Jesus. And when you're in the presence of Jesus, let me tell you something, <laughs> you won't be lonely. You won't. Life will be way, way different when we get to heaven. And uh, anyway, uh, I hope this helps. And once again, maybe you've got a different thought. And when you share the thought with me, if you call me or text me or email me or whatever, make sure you, you include passages in the scripture that would, um, you know, be the foundation for what you believe. Not just a feeling or a thought that you have. But I want to know the foundational biblical truth that helps you get to wherever it is that you believe. Okay. Hey, blessings, everybody. Have a great day.